Welcome to The Internet Says It's True, and bonus points if you know what movie that is from in the opening. I'll give you a hint. It stars a young Sean Connery. This week, I have a fun show for you. The story made me laugh. I think you'll enjoy it, too. Before we get into the podcast, a quick thank you to all of the Patreon supporters. Those folks got a scoop this week about one of my projects, and uh, they have access to things like bonus episodes and can see stuff no one else gets to see. You can join for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. If you want to support my career and this podcast, that's the best way. This week's topic comes from our good friend Jonathan Burns. Hi, Michael. This is Jonathan Burns from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Longtime listener, first time caller. I've always wanted to say that. I recently learned that Evil Knievel's given name was Bobby, but how and where he got his iconic daredevil name seemed almost too perfect, but the internet says it's true. Now back to you in the studio. Can I just say, Jonathan Burns never disappoints. Uh, I never heard this, but he sent me a video of, of someone telling the story, and I laughed pretty hard. It's one of those things that immediately makes you pick up your phone and Google it. And the story is told in so many places. So as Jonathan said, yes, the internet says this story is true. Evil Knievel was born Robert Craig Knievel in 1938. He was born in Butte, Montana to Robert Sr. and Anne Marie Knievel. Raised by his second-generation German immigrant grandparents, he attended a daredevil show at the age of eight that he never forgot. The Daredevil was a guy named Joey Chipwood who ran a death-defying automobile stunt show where he would do things like drive a car balanced on two wheels and jump from one ramp to another. The bug for doing insane stunts was put into Knievel, and as he grew up, he was known for doing crazy stunts on his motorbike. At the age of 13, he crashed a motorcycle into his neighbor's garage and started a fire. He was fired from his first job when he popped a wheelie in a front loader and drove it into a power line, knocking out power to half the city. He was an adventure seeker at heart and was constantly pushing the adrenaline envelope. This eventually evolved into a love for motocross. And can I just say, I always thought it was motocross. And the internet says this is true, it's motocross. So I'm the idiot that's been saying it wrong the whole time. Motocross. I've always said motocross like some kind of jerk. Anyway, Knievel was really good at motocross despite crashing a few times and breaking a few bones. But motocross wasn't enough to pay the bills. So he got a job as an insurance salesman. Not many people know this about him, but Evil Knievel was actually a really good insurance salesman, like an award-winning insurance salesman. He sold 271 policies in one week. But then they figured out he sold them to inmates of an insane asylum. The insurance salesman thing didn't last long. He opened and closed his own motorcycle dealership and worked for another. Around this time, Knievel had a buddy who owned a car dealership where he then lived, Moses Lake, Washington. It was 1965, and he had an idea that he'd stage a publicity stunt for his buddy to bring some notoriety to the dealership. He set it all up. He'd gather all the media, write the press releases, call the newspapers, and let them know he was going to try to jump his Honda Scrambler motorbike over a pen with two mountain lions and a box holding a whole bunch of rattlesnakes. He took a long rolling start, left the ramp, and flew 40 feet in the air, clearing the mountain lions and almost clearing the snakes. He hit the edge of the snake pit, crashed his bike, sprained his ankle, 
and a legend was born. The legend, of course, wasn't about the car dealership. It launched a world-famous 15-year career of being a one-of-a-kind daredevil. Evil Knievel is the motorcycle rider who regularly gets hurt jumping over rows of cars. It's made him rich, famous, and rather bruised. I won't cover all of Evil's career. There's simply too much packed into those 15 years to cover in this podcast. But just about everyone knows the name Evil Knievel. His elaborate motorcycle stunts grew and grew in size, scope, and danger. He would jump over 22 cars lined up or 14 Greyhound buses. He performed a stunt in just about every one of the world's most famous stadiums and would make around $25,000 each time he did it. He became famous around the world and even had a popular Evil Knievel children's toy patterned after him. In all, he had 75 jumps. The largest was a steam-powered rocket trying to jump Snake River Canyon. He didn't make it across the canyon, but he did travel 1,730 feet and broke his nose. His jumps were legendary, and they weren't always successful. He broke 35 bones during his career, spending the equivalent of three years in the hospital. At one point, he tried to jump over the fountain at Caesars in Las Vegas and crashed, putting him in a coma for a month. But it was the possibility of him failing that made people watch. He didn't crash on purpose, of course, but if he landed every jump successfully, people would stop watching. The reason Daredevil stunts are interesting is because of the risk, and Knievel lived a life full of risk. He was rough around the edges, not afraid to speak his mind. And he had a lifelong hatred for the Hells Angels motorcycle gang. Knievel was a motorcycle safety advocate. Despite his crazy antics, he promoted bike safety to kids throughout his career and used his notoriety to speak at schools and clubs. You can hear his obvious disdain for the Hells Angels in this interview. One of the Hells Angels threw a tire iron at me and a piece of steel of some kind. I mean, these guys are dogs. They belong in penitentiaries. They're murderers, thieves, or drug dealers. I don't care about the riding of the motorcycle. I hate their guts and I hate what they stand for. And I want everybody to know they are not accepted by motorcycle people. We don't like them. And because he didn't want to be confused with the Hells Angels, he decided from the very beginning, all the way back in 1965, that he wouldn't wear black leather during his stunts. He designed and wore a bright white leather jacket with red and blue patriotic trim for that jump and kept the motif throughout his career. It's also why he spelled his name Evil, E-V-E-L, instead of E-V-I-L. He didn't want to be confused with the dark image of the Hells Angels and thought spelling his name differently would help. I said a minute ago that Knievel was rough around the edges. Well, one story of a brushing with the law is what led us to know him as Evil Knievel. And in just a moment, I'll tell you the crazy story of how he got his name. I recently got an email from someone who had booked my virtual magic show. And this person said, I do a lot of Zoom meetings and they're getting monotonous. I want to know how to do what you're doing with transitions and with picture in picture and music in the background and sound and stuff. And my answer is, I can't necessarily teach you how to do this or tell you even the software to buy, but it's really easy to learn if you go to the right place. So I'm happy to be partnered with Virtual Presenter Course. This is an easy online course that anyone, no matter what your technical savviness level is, 
You can learn how to make your presentations exciting and fun and learn how to do online broadcasting in a way that makes people say, wow, even if it's just for your Zoom meetings, this will help a ton. I want to get you 20% off of your order. Just go to virtualpresentercourse.com slash 30. Use the link in the show notes. I promise you'll immediately like what you see. It's virtualpresentercourse.com slash 30. You too can be a world-class presenter. And this week on Joke Story Trick Live, tune in to see actress Liz Priestley. She stars opposite Idris Elba in the film Concrete Cowboy. She will tell us all about that. There are only four episodes left, and we've got some heavy hitter guests coming up. So tune in Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can watch on Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube. Go to jokestorytrick.com. My favorite jacket to travel with is a Scotty vest. Many people know this. Uh, It's got like 22 pockets in it. It's got a pocket designated for everything. I've got a keys pocket. I've even got a pocket for a water bottle. It holds a water bottle, and you can't even tell that I've got a water bottle in my jacket. It's crazy. They've got a wide variety of clothes to choose from, and they're all designed around carrying your stuff. Did you know that like when you buy a pair of jeans, they are not designed to have giant bulky pockets full of like phone bulges and keys and everything they look best on you when there's nothing in the pockets put all that stuff in your jacket pocket and these jackets are designed to not show the bulk and not show the weight i want to get you 15 percent off of your scotty vest go to scottyvest.com use the promo code tell me t-e-l-l-m-e that's a reference to the old name of this podcast scottyvest.com promo code tell me let's get back to the show Let's briefly go back to a time when Evil Knievel was 18 years old. At this point, he was still Bobby Knievel. He was a guy who, as I said earlier, was rough around the edges. He was a guy who didn't respect authority and did what he wanted. And in 1956, that included stealing a motorcycle, leading the Butte, Montana police on a chase, crashing the bike, and getting arrested. Now for a second, I'm going to tell you about another guy. In Butte, Montana, there was a sort of notorious criminal. For right now, we'll just refer to him as William. He had done a stint in the state pen and had escaped from the Butte City Jail on three different occasions. William was a nasty guy, and at this point in the story, he was the prime suspect in a murder investigation. Well, Bobby Knievel is in his cell in the Butte County Jail, and in the cell next to him is this notorious bad guy, William, whose last name was Knoffel. He was known locally as Awful Knoffel. As the jailer was reading out loud the names of the folks he had in custody, he quipped to the men, look at that, we've got Awful Knoffel and Evil Knievel. Knievel thought it was so memorable that he adopted the name, with the different spelling, of course, and he made a long career out of it. He was forever known as Evil Knievel until his death in 2007. But for the world, He was infamous, known for being a little different, a little crazy, and for a lot of reckless driving. With that small stay in jail, a legend was born. I know it sounds hard to believe, but I'm telling you, the internet says it's true. Now, it's time for the part of the podcast where I call a friend, see if they already know what we just learned, and today we are calling an American Irishman a Celtic magician. He's a writer, creator, 
slightly mad Irishman, Daniel Greenwolf. He's a, a comedy magician who performs all over the place. A lot of Renaissance fairs, colleges, corporate groups. And uh, he's also been featured in the film documentary Magic Camp and on AMC Network's Dispatches from Elsewhere, starring Jason Siegel and Sally Field. Daniel Greenwolf, good to see you, man. Thank you, good sir. I am excited and pleased to bother you for the next handful of minutes. It'll well, be great. I'm glad that you could take some time out of your weekend to do this. Um, and you don't know what this is about. That's sort of what this podcast does. At the quiz section, I enjoy the idea of just letting people wonder what they have to prepare for, because there is no way to prepare for this. We just jump right into the questions and you don't know. But before we do any of that, tell people a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Daniel Greenwolf and I call myself the Celtic Magician and I am part of the show Celtic Magic, which uh, it stars myself and my partner Bella Greenwolf. And we basically, we perform magic, everything from close up to grand illusions, depending if we're doing our virtual shows or our live shows. And it all has to do with Irish history, Irish American history, Celtic history and mythology. And uh, Irish music is thrown in there and a lot of comedy and interaction. And and that's kind of the stuff that we do. So we've created a a very strange and uh fun experience in terms of trying to you know basically just let's justify a magician in a kilt with weird stuff on his face who happens to be a ginger i guess we put it that way that's what i'm doing <laughs> awesome good good you have your own podcast as well i do i've got the green wolf podcast where i interview magicians and jugglers and actors and performers basically uh weirdos similar to myself uh that you can uh connect with and and just i i love talking to those folks and i this is the second iteration of my podcast first one was the gingerosity podcast gingerosity to, love yeah, it yeah love it yeah i decided to change it from that just because we were uh, apparently gingerosity hard to spell yeah they could not <laughs> man I, <laughs> so. I went through the same thing this podcast used to be called tell me what to google uh which was very <laughs> descriptive and it's exactly what the podcast is about the problem is for search engines when you have Google in the name of your thing that people are searching for, they don't see you. Uh, so I was invisible in terms of, of search engine optimization. And so now the, the podcast is called The Internet Says It's True, which it's the same thing. It's the same podcast, different theme song, different title. Um, yep, yep. But it's go. done. It's performed a lot better since I renamed it. So now we're 32 episodes in and uh, and let's get to the quick quiz here. So last week, right. the guest was my wife. It was Easter when we recorded it. I didn't want to bother anyone else. She's used to being bothered. She was awesome. She was a good sport. But because she missed the first question, I didn't have to fix our fence out back where it's broken. We have a broken fence. Uh, this week, <laughs> the stakes are the same for this first question. So if you get oh this first question right, I will immediately fix your fence. No kidding. I'll, I'll fix my own oh. fence, of course. Oh, okay. uh, I will fine, go... <laughs> fine. Be that way. <laughs> <laughs> I will go buy the lumber immediately and fix the fence where it's broken. I will do that right after we finish up here. If you get it wrong, I'll keep waiting until either it falls down under its own weight or the dogs escape through it. I don't know what's going to happen. So uh, this all right. is all on you. So I Daniel, can do that. I feel I feel confident in this in this question. Whether I get it right or wrong, I want to apologize because I feel like <laughs> there's someone point, to apologize to either way. Exactly. No yeah. matter what, it's going to go badly. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, there is a funny legend about how Daredevil Evil Knievel got his name. Which one of these three choices sums it up? A, his parents were Satan worshippers. B, his grandparents called him that because he was mischievous growing up. Or C, 
he was in jail next to a guy named Awful Knoffel and got called Evil Knievel to match. Oh, this is, oh, this feels good. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna work through my process here, right? So I'm gonna work through my my mental process. Right off the bat, I think that A is it's it feels too easy. It feels too easy to have A for like, Satan worshippers like, to name their kid evil. Yeah, it just seems to yeah. uh, that's in just, the it's omen. A, it's, in the omen, the movie, the omen, they called him Damien. Right? They didn't call him right? evil. Yeah, so it would they, be it's still a always. Obvious. A little too on the nose. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. Um, my I came out of ginger. None of my other brothers are redheads. So I figured if I wasn't going to get named evil or <laughs> named after the UPS guy who was probably my actual father, I'm certain <laughs> that they weren't going to name me evil. So I'm going to throw that one away. Okay. The third one feels like something you would say as a joke about Evil Knievel's name. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Um, so, but the second one just seems so obvious. It seems like, well, he was a mischievous child. We call him evil can evil. Like that seems so obvious. So all three of these I hate. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go with the one that I, um, I enjoy the most because I want to meet awful Kawaffle. <laughs> I want to meet that man. So I'm going to say C. He was in jail next to Awful Quaffle or whatever it is. Awful Knoffel. Uh, awful Knoffel. You are correct, Daniel. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> he was in a jail cell when he was 18 years old uh, next to a guy named Awful Knoffel. And the jailers <laughs> said, look at this. Instead of calling him Bobby Knievel, they said, look at this. We've got Awful Knoffel and Evil Knievel. And he, he got such a kick out of that. That became his name. I now want it now. I don't, I mean, all the love to evil Knievel, you know, I have all my love for evil Knievel and in his family, but I want to know awful can awful. That's who I want to know. Yeah. I want to know that story. Real name is William. Uh, so what we know about him from, from the research that I did was that, uh, he was currently at that point in jail, wanted for murder, uh, in, in connection with a murder, I think is the way they phrased it. He had escaped from the Butte, Montana city jail three times. And so Awful Knoffel was a well-known colloquialism about this man. Everyone knew him as Awful Knoffel. He was sort of uh, well-known in the area. And I, that's as much as I could find on the guy. I really did try to find more about William Knoffel. That's as much as I, as I could find. It, you know, who, for all we know, it's Knoffel, or there's a lot of Knoffels that are K-N-O-P-F-E-L, which is, I didn't find it spelled that way, but that's a a common surname. So that's all we know about him. But you got the oh, question well, you, right, which unfortunately right. means I have to go fix a fence. Which, you're welcome. And I want to apologize. I want to apologize to your wife as well, because you've been putting it off so long, probably because you probably aren't that apt at fence fixing. So I'm, yeah. I just want to apologize it's, in advance for whatever. You happens. know, it's not the, so much is that I'm I'm I can do the fence. It's it's the whole idea of like, I've got to borrow her truck to go and get the materials. And, you know, maybe that's emasculating. Maybe I'm just lazy. I don't know what they really Oh, it's is. lazy. Oh, it has nothing to do. Please. I wish I, I, I have a Subaru Outback and actually all three of our, you know, my, my husband, my wife and I, we all have Subarus because we're all lesbians. We've said this very frankly. Um, they sold us the right way, I guess. But, I guess, uh, you know, so they know their audience. They do. They do. Here's question two for this question. If you get it wrong, 
You have to share one of your guilty pleasure TV shows with the listeners. Okay. If, if you ready. get it right, I'll share one of mine. Uh, and this okay. one is sort of an obscure pop culture reference. It's an audio clue. All you have to do is tell me what movie this clip is from. Uh, it's one that we played in the very beginning of this episode, and I'm going to give you a hint. It's the final scene of the movie. Here is the clip. Mom! Dad! It's evil! Don't touch it! There's your clip. Mom. Would you like to hear it again? Or... I Yes, please, one more time. One more time. Please. Here it is. Here it is. All right. Mom! That is the final scene, probably, I think, the final words of this movie. And uh, right. I can give you one more hint. The movie was, was released in 1981. Okay. All right. So, so I hear, so right off the bat, just telling you, my, I, I hear English accent, um, which the Irish in me all married, I'm already angry at this. <laughs> um, but nothing against nothing against anybody who happens to be English now. I'm sure you're decent people. Um, but no, I, I so I'm I'm so I hear I, I hear English accent. So a child saying to them, it's a Zadie one. I was just going to ask because like the, the year that the, the audio quality sounds like it's older. So that's yeah. good. So that's and the 81 is over 40 years. It's 40 years ago. Oh, <laughs> I was two. All right. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was, uh, I mean, upside, I was negative four. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> um, so, all right. So let's see. 81. Uh, no mom, dad, don't touch it. It's evil explodes. Uh, I, I couldn't begin to, to, because especially that explosion, it sounded like, I mean, it's of course it's eighties sound effects too. Right. So they just took like the explosion of like a war grenade going off and used it for whatever this that's was. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that won't help me at all. Uh, so, I'm gonna say I I don't know I I can't think of uh, the I don't know what year this was. I might be way off on it. Uh, and I think it was all American anyway, so this is probably not good. But uh, Christine, they're gonna touch the car and it explodes. I have no idea. The movie Christine. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is incorrect. There's oh. no way you could have known this unless you got it right away because you yeah. either know this scene or you don't because this is. The penultimate non sequitur scene in Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits. Oh my God. I'm so. So, oh, have you seen the yeah. movie Time Bandits? I've seen It's been okay. years since I saw the, Time the Bandits. The ending makes no sense. Uh, and it's never claimed to make sense. And it's sort mm -hmm. of been widely panned for not having made sense. Uh, this is when something from the, the story, which is literally a piece of evil, Mm -hmm. is left over uh at a house fire and oh, when uh the his the the main character's parents touch the and it's in the microwave for some reason they find it yeah, in the microwave yeah. and they touch it and they explode his parents explode for no reason complete non sequitur and that's the end of the movie there's a, there's a slow oh. there's a slow uh pan out i think <laughs> and that's it that's all or it's like a zoom out I, and that's it. I cannot, you, you cannot verify that this is what was going on in my head, but I'm telling you right now, when I first heard that my brain said Monty Python movie, like my brain <laughs> first went there. So well, yeah. I, my brain, I should have gone my instincts. You know, I would have been closer. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, uh, because you didn't get that right, 
I need to hear one of your guilty pleasure TV shows. So I, it's very difficult for me to say what counts as a, accounts as a guilty pleasure because I, I love so much terrible TV that I own it. Um, and I've even been on TV that could be considered complete trash <laughs> and I own it. Um, however, uh, the guiltiest pleasure I would say is pro oh, boy, that's tough. I like a lot of reality shows. I mean, are those worse? You know, my favorite, my, I guess my the guilty pleasure comes off the top of my head when you said that was true blood. I watched Ooh. all of true blood twice. I've yeah. watched it through twice. And I, I even by the end, I, I love the show. Yeah. Even every bit of cheese. I loved it. And by the end, I still well, loved it. That totally counts. And I'm sure the listeners want to know, since you mentioned it, what was a TV show that you've been on that could be considered guilty pleasure? <laughs> So I've watched every Gordon Ramsay show. I've watched everything. Hell's Kitchen, Master Chef, Master Chef Junior, uh, uh, Kitchen Nightmares. I have watched all of them. The F word. I mean, I've gone the Uncharted. He was, you know, I even watched that, which actually is kind of a nicer. That's a better show. But, um, but all of this reality TV chef stuff, you know. And I was on an episode of 24 Hours to Hell and Back, which is one of the episodes where they remake a restaurant in 24 hours. They came to uh, the Stone's Throw uh, in uh, Connecticut, and I got to, I was there for the day before when it was terrible and it was bad. Wow. And they, and I was there for the day after when they remade it and it was, it was the food was delicious. Everything was awesome. I got to meet Gordon Ramsay and there is a scene of me complimenting the food that's uh, on that episode so now have you been yeah. back after like long after that to see if they kept it up at that level so we went back one time later on and they kept it pretty okay but then they closed down they, they took wow. away a lot of the things that he like they remade it they kept the remodeling of course but then they put back a lot of their old items that weren't very good got it uh to, and then yeah it's it's already closed like once Jeez. it was before just before the pandemic <laughs> So, uh, question number four. All right. Oh, no, wait. Let's We're at number on. three. Yeah, we are at number now three. Now you're just messing with me. Do I get that right? Because I, okay. <laughs> you're right. We are. <laughs> question number three. Right. If you get this one right, I will give you a coveted tell me what to Google sticker. Oh. Uh, now, this is, this is especially useful and valuable because that is not the name of the show any longer. So I have a big stack of these. Tell me what to Google stickers and you can get one. It's time to make your dreams come true, my friend. During Evil Knievel's first jump, this is back in 1965, spectators were sent scrambling down the mountain, running away from the jump. Which one of these is the reason they ran away from the jump? A, his jump set loose a box of 50 rattlesnakes. B, his motorcycle was leaking burning fuel. Or C, evil hadn't showered in weeks and smelled really bad. All right. I'm going to throw out C. Okay. It's the 60s. Everybody smelled bad. <laughs> um, I'm just saying right now, if you're watching Evil Knievel jump, probably you don't care about the general state of you or the people around you. And yes. that's a good thing. That's fine. Yes. That's great. Most likely wearing flowers embroidered on bell bottoms that have not been washed. Exactly, exactly. Because that's that's how you would give in. That's capitalism, and they would not give in to that. Um, I will say, it seemed from what I can remember of Evil Knievel, so many things 
just seemed to go wrong as many things as went right. So many things seemed to go wrong at any given time. So I'm going to say that there was fuel leaking. Uh, and that's why they had to run away because something caught on fire would have caught on fire. Unfortunately, the answer is that his jump set loose a box of rattlesnakes. Whoa! <laughs> yes. I'm, first... I didn't even consider that as being possible. <laughs> his ju- nobody would. His <laughs> jump was over two mountain lions and 50 rattlesnakes that were in a little wooden crate type of thing, like a pit of rattlesnakes. He wow. jumped over the mountain lions, didn't injure the mountain lions, didn't injure the snakes, but he hit the edge of the snake pit. He injured himself. I think he sprained his ankle with this one. And he let the snakes loose, so people went running away because there were rattlesnakes on the loose. Uh, wow. So, yeah, that's <laughs> very, wow. very strange. So, uh, But I think you were a good sport for that, so I'll send you one of these stickers anyway. I am trying to get oh, rid of them. I, that, that's basically all it is. That's fine. I understand. I'm, <laughs> I, just give me your useless swag. I I've have got so much useless swag here. Oh, and yeah. I've Don't got useful swag, like like my not beer, my not beer drink koozie. Uh, these I've been selling out of at every show because uh, everyone needs something for their Zoom meetings to allow them to day drink. Exactly. I think that that's, I mean, it's just, it's how we get through things, really. <laughs> it is. For question four, if you get it wrong, you have to work in a phrase of my choice in your next podcast. If Beautiful. you get it right, I have to work in that same phrase. So here's our phrase. The phrase is, that's awful presumptuous if you know what I mean the longest phrase we've done for one of these That's so awful the, presumptuous if you know what i mean it's awful presumptuous if you know what i mean so if you get this wrong your next podcast have to have those words in it that's awful presumptuous if you know what i mean somewhere not only is it going to be in there but it's going to be in the intro so <laughs> okay. just so you know all right well that makes me want to have you get this wrong and this is another <laughs> one none of these questions unless you were an evil knievel trivia nerd or, or like a super fan there's no way you would know any of this uh, so these are all just, you know, additional quiz trivia info for our listeners. Evil Knievel's final jump was at Kings Island theme park here in Ohio. He jumped over 14 Greyhound buses and successfully cleared 133 feet. No snakes or anything like that were set loose. What year was this final jump? And we'll give we'll do multiple choice here. Was it 1992? 1980? 1999. 1999. Unfortunately, Daniel, it was 1980. What? No! Which is super surprising because no. you and I have grown up seeing Evil Knievel everywhere. Yeah. But he did not really do any stunts while we were alive. I mean, I was one when he did his final stunt here in Ohio. Oh my goodness! But th- that's so, but how his son took up. But his son Robbie, took up the Robbie Junior. His son was Robbie was Robbie Knievel and did a lot of jumps that Evil tried, and some some which uh, he failed at. You know, the the famous Caesar's jump was one that Evil Knievel failed at, was in a coma for a month and never did again. But his son did it very famously uh, not that long ago. So yeah, 1980. Yeah. Uh, but also Evil Knievel never left the public spotlight after he quit jumping. He was in TV shows and commercials and an advocate for bike safety and all these things. So it's an easy one to get wrong. Yeah. I, you know, cause I was like, I believe I remember 
something in 99 from a Knievel. So it's got, I, there's got to be one. It from must like be. That. Yeah. I mean, Evil Knievel did 75 jumps in his 15 year career. Uh, and Robbie Knievel, I'm sure, has done more than that. I, yeah, I can almost right. guarantee it. So, All right. Question five. Oh, hold on. Get, we got, Say the phrase one more yeah, time. Yeah, let's get for that me. phrase down because it's going to be in the beginning of your podcast. It's going to be in the intro That's of my podcast. That's awful presumptuous if you know what I mean. Presumptuous if you know what I mean. I love this. Presumptuous if you know what I mean. I, I am. And you know what the funny thing is? I, I, my guest this week uh, that I've already recorded the episode for just haven't done the intro because it goes out. Should be going out tomorrow. Yes. This is great, if you know what I mean. I like it. Perfect. So after you listen to this podcast, go over and listen to, it's called the Green Wolf Podcast. The Green Wolf Podcast. Go out and listen to that, uh, at least the beginning of it, to make sure that he holds up his end of the bargain. Uh, Please do. Please do. And then maybe (laughs) stick around for the rest of it. It's uh, Vince Wilson, amazing, uh, bizarre magician, and a lot of fun. Please do that. Please listen to uh, to Daniel's (laughs) podcast. Question five. This one's for all the marbles. If you get this one wrong, I'm banning you from the show. Never to be on ass. If you get this one wrong, I'm banning you from the show. Never to be asked on again. It's fine. Here is your question. What did you learn about yourself in the past year? I, uh, I believe um, that I have the ability to stare off into space for hours upon hours at a time, contemplating my existence and still learn nothing but that's only one of the things that i learned in the past year uh i learned an awful lot about video production yes i learned an awful lot about making magic work virtually which i never thought i had to do before i was doing youtube stuff and all these like instagram little things but never to the extent that we do now yeah and um and and the biggest thing that i learned is that it, it was the friends we made along the way (laughs) <laughs> no, no, that, no, wait, that wasn't me. That was somebody else. No, no, I'm sorry. The biggest thing that I learned is that people, people, oddly enough, need entertainment. We, we need the arts. We need entertainers. Even dumb, stupid stuff like we do. People need that to feel a level of normalcy in, in the most chaotic of times. And so I, I, I hold on to that strongly. And I've noticed that the most in the past year. Maybe the best answer to that question we've had yet. Uh, so you do win and you can be asked back on this show. I would love to have you back sometime. Tell people where they can find you, Daniel. Well, if they want to find where we do in the podcast, the Green Wolf podcast, you can go to uh, greenwolfcast.libsyn.com. And, or you just search for the Green Wolf podcast on all of the things that, you know, Google podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify and all those, you know, Apple podcasts, all that stuff. Uh, also, if you want to know that coming up, uh, I also lecture to magicians and I'll be doing my lecture April 29th uh, virtually. And I'll be doing shows on April 30th and on my birthday, May 1st. And uh, you can get tickets for all that by going to CelticMagicShow.com slash virtually live and follow me all over the place at Daniel Greenwolf. I am at Daniel Greenwolf on all of the social medias. Fantastic. Uh, I hope that you have a great weekend, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show. It was fun. And I hope you have a wondrous weekend as well. And enjoy fixing the fence. Uh, She's been waiting long enough. She has been. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks again to Jonathan Burns for giving us this topic and to Daniel Greenwolf for playing our quiz. If you learned something that you didn't already know from this show, 
please go over to iTunes. That's the Purple Podcast app. Leave a review on there with five stars and a few words. That's the rule. You got to do it if you learn something new. And that helps us a ton because that's how the algorithm works to get the podcast suggested to more people. That way we can keep learning something new if the internet says it's true. The internet says it's true. would like to thank the Patreon subscribers whose monthly contributions put them at producer status. Sean Brown, Catherine Morgan, Taylor Hurt, Tony Ford, Bryce Swanson, Mitch and Andrew Joseph Kimplin, Alan Sokolik, Eugene Anderson, Matt McVeigh, and Jim and Joanne Martin. The show is written and produced by me, Michael Kent. The theme song is by Finite Music Forge, and additional music this week was from Nat Keefe. All audio clips in this episode are used for education and commentary and used under Fair Use Title 17 U.S.C. Section 107. You can listen to past episodes by searching for The Internet Says It's True wherever you get your podcasts, and you can see bonus content at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. <laughs>